Hello world, welcome to our daily variety show right here on Learn TV. In this show, uh, we talk about literally anything to do with Microsoft and technology and the whole space in itself. My name's Amy Boyd and I'm joined by my co-host Dean Bryan. Hi Dean, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Amy. How are you today? Nice and hot and sunny here in the UK. I was going to say, I was just looking back at some of our previous episodes. And I feel like you can see the seasons depending on what I'm wearing. So like there's one in like early March, very cold here in March. And I'm wearing like a big thick jumper. And now I'm like, yeah, summer dresses are out. It's all very, very pleasant. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you could see based on the progression of my suntan. It's very hot this weekend, Amy. It was very hot this weekend. It was, and you obviously tan much better than I do. So there we go. Let's uh, not talk about Dean's tan for the whole show. Uh, let me go through the agenda of what we will be covering today. So um, first up, we are joined by Navin, who's going to be talking to us all about the Build Cloud Skills Challenge. If you don't know what it is, stay tuned. If you do know what it is, stay tuned. It's going to be an exciting segment. We'll then be followed by Humans of Microsoft, which is where Laurent uh, on our team, he speaks to someone at Microsoft about what they do and their career. So tune in for that one. Afterwards, we are going to welcome Jay back to talk about his show, Azure Fun Bites, which airs here at 11 a.m., um, I believe, sorry, on Learn TV. Uh, he'll tell us all about that and exactly when you need to join and who is on this week, which will be cool. And then finally, we wrap up with OSS Spotlight, which normally, if you join us on a Tuesday, you will see Aaron there. But we are very, very happy to have him here on our Wednesday show to talk a little bit about one of the open source technologies that he's been looking into. Awesome. Um, so yeah, but Dean, what else have we got today? We we were looking at some stories, right? We were looking at some stories. Just comment on how um, you've not quite locked in the uh, times of Azure Fun Bites like Jay has yet. Uh, he rolls it off the tongue, doesn't he? But we'll um, he'll be sure to tell us all later, right? <laughs> I'm sure he will. The um, so yeah, so some stuff, some news this week. We were looking at headlines earlier. I found a new video series that Microsoft are doing on societal resilience through the pandemic, and I thought it was really interesting. It kind of shows um, around how people can kind of innovate uh, through the pandemic to make themselves more resilient right through the pandemic and emerging from the pandemic too. Uh, the first episode is already live. You can go and check it out. It's a 13 minute episode. Um, and they talk about innovating to understand and act. And they're talking about understanding the pandemic through societal, personal and molecular levels and how we've used AI and scientific research to innovate during the pandemic. Uh, and there's more episodes coming so soon um, this month uh, around innovating to change the path of that we're on and also innovating to emerge more resilient, Amy. So some really exciting uh, stuff coming out there on that show. So check it out. Uh, links in the show notes, ak.ms slash hello world. Amazing. I was gonna say, I, I do really like reading some of that stuff, like to, especially because we've kind of had to be quite resilient specifically in the last sort of 14 months and um, to actually like understand like what's happening from like a scientific level as well. I always think it's incredibly interesting. So I'm definitely going to check that out. And um, Dean, I wanted to chat to you a little bit about uh, the Imagine Cup. So yes. the Imagine Cup for anyone who's watching is a skills based competition for student developers all around the world. And at Microsoft Build this year, we had the finals, which was amazing. Um, and interestingly, we've had um, some amazing interns join our team, and we really wanted them to get actively involved with Microsoft Build. And one of the um, 
patterns I noticed in their feedback was that they said the Imagine Cups final session was amazing. So I had to go watch it right on demand. You can get every build session on demand. Um, if you want to check it out in the show notes, I've linked it. And um, I just want to say like, oh my goodness, they the the four teams, they're from all over the world, New Zealand, Kenya, um, literally everywhere, uh, San Francisco, etc. And they're building solutions using cloud and Microsoft technologies that are really like making a difference to really like problems in the world. Um, there's everything from agricultural uh, solutions to education solutions. Uh, there's one around amazing sort of um, uh, virtual sign language, uh, as well as one where it's dropping the mortality rate in in babies in Africa. And so it's it just honestly got a little bit emotional at one point because I was like, oh my goodness, if only like the you know, all these students making such an impact at such a young age, they also get the chance to win some money um, and a uh, an amazing mentoring session with Satya Nadella, our CEO. So again, what an incredible uh, sort of outcome. But if anyone wants to check out more, if I haven't sold it enough to you there, go to aka.ms slash hello world. Um, and I've linked uh, the actual on-demand session, which is great. But uh, with that, that's all we've got for ready for um, in our news and headlines. But we're happy to bring uh, Navin back to give us an update on the Build Cloud Skills Challenge. So hi, Navin, how are you doing? I'm great, Amy. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. I know you've been busy in the last few weeks, but tell us what is the Cloud Skills Challenge and how is it going? Yeah, for sure. You know, it's really interesting. I'm glad you were a great segue from talking about Build and the Imagine Cup. Um, so what we also have is another kind of gamified learning experience through Build, um, and that's the Build Cloud Skills Challenge. And really, that's about um, taking collections of, of uh, modules that we put together in a specific way and give people an opportunity. We have five different ones going on. We're halfway through. We're actually, we're only one week in. And there's another week to go. So plenty of time for people to sign up and kind of get started. Each of the challenges is just a, a kind of a small commitment of time, like it's just a few hours. So we really encourage you to still kind of get in there and have some fun with it um, and, and see see what you can do. And I, I, I want to go back really quickly to talking about the Imagine Cup. And you talk about these really amazing students that were, you know, doing these amazing things. If, if for those that are watching, if you have students in your home or you have, you know, young people around that could be inspired to do this, we actually have as part of the Build Cloud Skills Challenge, we have an intro to developer skills related challenge. So it is perfect. It's a perfect place. Or maybe you just want to get inspired and you're just starting to code and you're not really sure where to go. Like, so there's a little something for everyone, um, a great entry point. So I would encourage, you know, pushing it out to students and kind of getting them started down that path. Uh, it's a great way for them to learn and, and potentially win some prizes. And speaking of prizes, you know, for the other four challenges, we did line them up um, with the themes that people, you know, we had at Build. And there were four core themes. I'll talk about a couple of them really briefly and how we tied them in. The first one, you know, for example, developer velocity, and that's about kind of increasing your stack as a developer. So, we, you know, we put together one challenge that's really about the new Fusion developer stuff and some of the new Windows um, uh, developer uh, updates that are in there. So all of that's in one collection that you could take. And then potentially, if you do that, you get a chance to meet 
Donovan Brown or Amanda Silver or Charles LaManna, who's kind of a big deal in the power apps world. Uh, so, um, you know, get a chance to meet them and pick their brain a little bit and talk about it. Super cool. So, um, you know, or, you know, we've also had a lot of updates that build around collaborative apps. So things about Teams, I mean, how hot is Teams right now? So everything about Teams or Microsoft Graph, there was a ton of information. So we have another kind of challenge that's built on Teams and Graph. And if you take that one, you have an opportunity to meet, um, you know, for example, uh, Jeffrey Snover, technical fellow, or Jeremy Fake, or Panos, you know, who kind of leads up all of our like Surface and devices and Windows. So you know, get a chance to pick their brain on a few things. Or um, if you're more of a DevOps person, really heavy on DevOps, you know, we've got um, a, a challenge for that, um, and and the opportunity there again, big name. You get a chance to maybe meet uh, Brendan Burns or Mark Rosinovich. Like these are people that have volunteered their time to make themselves available to be able to have time with them and just have a casual chat, right? Uh, lastly, you know we have one on intelligent apps, and that's Amy. I know near and dear to your heart. It's it's AI focused. Uh, so <laughs> you know if there's if there's a place to kind of be in that one, you know that would be the probably the challenge for you, right? And if you had a chance, I mean, there's a few names. There's Charlotte, there's Jeff Sanquist, there's Nat Friedman of GitHub fame and Xamarin fame. So, um, you know, those are the people. But but I'll toss it to you, Amy. Who would you want to meet? I was going to say, I ob yeah, obviously, the Intelligence Apps Challenge is right down my street. Um, these are all big names on campus, let's be honest. So um, you would obviously, I would be thrilled to speak with any of them for a short amount of time. But um, a name that did highlight for me is Charlotte Yarconi, who actually runs a division we all work in here at Microsoft. Incredible leader um, and obviously an amazing female in a very, very senior leadership position. So I'd love to chat to her about her secrets of how she's become so successful. That's amazing. And honestly, you know what I really encourage Again, it's it's free to join. You didn't have to be a build attendee, you know, um, and it's open to anyone. So again, if you go to the link that's available from the show, um, or if you will go to aka.ms build CSC, it'll take you right to the landing page and you can get started right away. Lots of time to kind of get it done. It's fun, great opportunity to kind of, you know, meet some prominent Microsoft leaders. I mean, you know, or more the merrier. We want more. I love so that's that. all I got well, for you today. Yeah. I was going to say thank you so much for joining us and talking us through all those different sections. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. And yeah, it is not too late, but go do it now. So go to aka.ms slash hello world to get the link to the Cloud Skills Challenge and read about everything that's going on in our show today. So let's bring Dean back on. Dean, which theme would you pick? I'd probably go for the DevOps theme, I reckon. Mm, I think that would definitely go for Mark Rosinovich, Brendan Burns, some pretty cool names to meet there as well. Hang out with those. That would be pretty cool. Uh, that would definitely be cool. Um, but next segment, Amy, is Humans of Microsoft. And we have another guest, Yasmin Elayat with Laurent. Welcome back to Humans of Microsoft. This is a segment where we talk to people just like you and me, but they all have one thing in common. They all work for Microsoft. And today I'm joined by Yasmin Elayat. Hello, Yasmin. How are you? Hello, hi. That's great to have you here. Yasmin, you are a senior software engineer and you are based in Redmond, which is also Microsoft headquarter. So let's go into the, into the question. What would you say was a pivotal moment, a critical moment in your career? 
I, I think the pivot moment in my career when I discovered that there is three things that will shape my career and like they are the most important factors is like people, skills, and the projects you are working on. Like yeah. quick thing about every one of them, like people's, if you have a good mentors, like role models or team players in the team, this makes the team, like working on this team, like very healthy. Skills is very important whether taking courses or keeping with the technologies, new technologies and projects for sure. This is where you make an impact and make a difference in like in the company and the technology and the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very interesting. And so uh, you, you mentioned having a mentor. Is that something you, you recommend? Like that's important for you? Yeah, I think that's that's very important, at least for the beginning of like your career life, because mm -hmm. this helps you understand better and like get to know from others well. And mm -hmm. uh, it helps shape your vision as well. Oh, that's really interesting. And uh, the reason why I'm asking is that this is kind of a recurring topic in this segment. Uh, people talk about having mentors as well as mentees. So this is great. Um, if you could go back in time, like anytime you want, what would you tell yourself to help you getting started in your career? I think in addition to those three things, once I, I like figured them out and I joined another team like for the couple of last years, it mm -hmm. was... Uh, a changing point to me because it made me like know the key points that will make me succeed. Uh, in addition to networking, I think networking is one of the most powerful things that everyone should invest in. The more you have a bigger network that you gain uh, knowledge and experiences from different people and like mm -hmm. understand different things this makes your life much easier and also it makes also uh, a great uh, uh, impact in your life and your career mm -hmm. because you you get to know the problems that people face so you don't face the same problems again you you just skip those problems and go to a new problem to, to yeah. new problems yeah no I think you're absolutely right and and again this is also another recurring topic here you know networking is so important for someone's career so let me ask you something a little bit more personal maybe how did you grow up and how uh, did your background uh, influence your career? So I was born and raised in Egypt in Middle East oh. and I uh, like my father and mother they did a great job in helping me depend on myself and make decisions on my own since I was young I I traveled to conferences and like did many competitions I was like I remember I was like 10 years old and I was traveling abroad for a conference in Dubai, United Arab Emirates at this oh, wow. age. And this is not really something in Middle Eastern countries for girls to do and live abroad for a week or something. But this started to shape my my personality and to shape my uh, like decisions in life, how to, how to think better and how to depend on mm -hmm. myself and how to make good decisions in my life. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that like even when I joined when I came back to US here I came for a scholarship with the Department of State uh, and then after a couple of years I came here with my husband on and I was on H4 visa so I started to build on my own I get like certificates I get that data, uh, data science certificate from UW and I did masters uh, from Georgia Tech and then I joined Microsoft and here we are after like five years <laughs> I think that that helped me a lot during my my journey. No, this is great. Uh, I just would like to take a moment because I know that allyship is something which is very significant to you and important. And can you tell us what you think about it, what it is, and and what you think about it? 
So I highly believe in the importance of giving back. Well, whether mm-hmm. you are you want to choose to be an ally for women uh, who are shy and want to speak up for the problems or whatever they have, for immigrants, for non-white people, for different people, like I, I like people like should not feel not equal. Like mm-hmm. and we should like work on ourselves and work. We should make sure all voices are being heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's <laughs> a quick thing about it. Yeah, very important message. Thank you so much for taking the time to say it. Uh, I want to thank our viewers as well and see you next time on Humans of Microsoft. Thank you so much, Yasmin. Thank you. Wow, thank you, Laurent and Yasmin. What what an amazing story. Um, And mentorship taking such an important place in that story when we just spoke about that amazing outcome of the Build Cow Skills Challenge could be some uh, incredible mentorship. Yeah, and the Imagine Cut by me, mentoring there as well. That's one of the prizes there as well. So mentoring all around today. All about the mentoring. Um, But before we talk any more about mentoring, let's carry on with our show. The time is always ticking down um, till the end. So we've had some time off and Jay has not been with us for the last few weeks, but he's back. He's here to talk about Azure Fun Bites. So Jay, what have you got for us this week? Well, Amy, one of the things I've got is a Brooklyn Nets victory last night over the Boston Celtics. That's first and foremost. Um, Other than that, what I've got for you, as always, is Azure Fun Bites. And so, Amy, you know when Azure Fun Bites is? Mm. I do know when Azure Fun Bites is, but all I could think in my head was 7 p.m. in the UK after we, it was like the last thing you said. And so I was like, 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific. So, yep, it's 11 a.m. on the 11 a.m. in the West, 2 p.m. in Uh the East, 7 p.m. in the lovely land of, uh, you know, tea and crumpets and all the things you got there that make uh, us genericize the UK. Um, But anyway, uh, Amy, I've got another great episode for you. You want to hear a bit more about it? Yes, please. Tell us what, because you always have a focus. So what's the focus this week? Sure. And so this week's focus is uh, Datadog. Datadog's oh. monitoring and analytics platform. They're a partner of ours uh, for large scale applications. Uh, as it says, it encompasses infrastructure monitoring, application performance, log management, and user experience monitoring. Datadog aggregates data across your entire stack with 400 plus integrations for troubleshooting, alerting, graphing, and you can use it as a single source of truth for your troubleshooting and optimizing performance. It it allows you to uh, prioritize cross-team collaboration. Uh, So it it really helps kind of democratize the data that a team will have. It'll be out there. You can view it. You can work with it. You can share uh, things about incidents. And so, Amy, l- let me show you a little bit more, okay? Sure. Yeah, I know. I'd love to. Hey, folks, this is Ryan McLean, and I'm a tech evangelist with Datadog. I'll be joining Jay this Thursday on Azure Fun Bites to discuss observing Azure with Datadog. We'll cover logging, tracing metrics, and talk about how they relate to things like incidents and SLOs. So join us Thursday at 11 a.m. in the West, 2 p.m. in the East for a great conversation and your questions. Ryan, rudely interrupting us there. <laughs> no, Ryan's the guest, right, for the show. Yeah, yeah. We're a little early for that, but we'll get back to Ryan in a second. Yeah, Ryan will be my guest. Um, what I wanted to talk about 
was the integration that we can see happens between Datadog and Azure. There's there's a, a marketplace entry where you can set up and subscribe. Uh, and once you've done this, what you're going to do is configure a service principle uh, so that you're securely transferring your data between Datadog and Azure. And then what you can do is create a new Datadog organization and once you've created that organization, you can now create a resource. And what it'll do is allow you to uh, set your pricing plan for data, uh, Datadog uh, and, and give your actual subscription that's associated with it. And after you've completed that, you can start setting up all the different ingestion methods. So here we've got metrics, logs that are all going to be slurped in from Azure and brought over to Datadog. And then once that happens, you'll be able to see we've got this like really neat dashboard. Let me head back. Sorry about that. We've got this really neat dashboard that uh, you'll have come up and you'll be able to see all these different elements of your infrastructure uh, in here. And uh, you'll, you'll get all this really, really useful data. Um, it, it allows you to associate different incidents. And Amy, that's one of the hardest parts about incidents. You know that? Mm, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say just well, associating them to actually what's happened sort of thing. Yep. And that's one mm -hmm. of the things that they help you do. So um, here's where I'm going to say you've already got the, the cat out of the bag. I was hoping to tell you as a secret and as a, a surprise. But, you know, you, when you do it, you do it live, things happen. But, Amy, here's my guest, Ryan McLean. He's a tech evangelist. He's going to be helping me learn everything I can learn about Datadog. Nice. We're all just very excited to have Ryan on your show. And so, um, Dimitri, our producer, just too soon. But what a great uh, outcome. What a great guest. Um, so thank you for, for sharing that. And you have those short little snippets for all of your shows, right? That's... Um, Yep. Every single time I have yes. a guest, I try to bring them in and have them give a little info. So anyway, you can watch the show tomorrow, 11 a.m. in the in the West, 2 p.m. in the East, 7 p.m. in the UK. Uh, that's twitter.com slash Azure Fun Bites. So you keep up with what's going on and it's live here on Learn TV. That is amazing. Thank you so much, Jay. Always a pleasure to have you on the show. Uh, let's bring Dean back on. Yeah, awesome. I love that. I love that we're bringing some partner tech into Azure Fun Bytes as well. Um, not just our products, but one of our complementary partner products. So that's pretty cool. Uh, next up is OSS Spotlight with Aaron. So uh, welcome to the show, Aaron. How are you doing today? Are you doing good? Hi, Dean. It's great to be here on this bright Wednesday we have here. Doing pretty well. Good. Good to hear. Good to hear. So what are you going to be sharing with us today, Aaron? Right, so today we'll be looking at Playwright, which is an open source project developed here at Microsoft for browser automation and testing across Chromium, Firefox, and WebKit. And all of that is uh, via a single API. And we'll also be looking at Playwright Go, which is a Go library for working with Playwright, uh, developed by Max Schmidt, who recently joined us here at Microsoft. Awesome, love that. So I actually saw Playwright in uh, the application development keynote that was a rehearsal for a keynote or whatever it was. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check it out, by the way, the Build Application Development Keynote. Um, but I only saw a quick demo. So um, tell people if they didn't see that, what it is and what they can use it for. Oh, fantastic. So Playwright, which is spelled Playwright, W-R-I-G-H-T, like William Shakespeare, uh, is a Node.js library that allows us to automate and test across multiple browsers, uh, languages, and operating systems. So it has official libraries for JavaScript, TypeScript, Python, C Sharp, and Java. And there's even a Go library as well, which we'll talk about in a moment. So we used it at Microsoft for VS Code, Bing, Outlook, and it's used by companies like Adobe and Disney and others. 
Uh, it has some very rich functionality that can make life a lot easier, such as auto wait, uh, the ability to intercept network activity, and it supports multiple browser contexts and things like geolocation. So all of this is excellent for testing uh, single page web applications and uh, progressive web applications, but there's a lot of other functionality baked in too. So it allows you to do both headed, uh, sorry, headless or headed mode with a GUI and enables you to record scripts via the CLI paired with the browser, which outputs JavaScript. And then these can be later debugged uh, using Playwright Inspector, which is a GUI tool for working with Playwright scripts. It works in CI, CD, like GitHub Actions. There's a GitHub Action you can use to run tests. You can even run it in a Docker container, which is quite useful. Um, but one of the things that got me very excited recently is the ability to use uh, Playwright with Go. Oh, nice. Yeah. So one point, there's a GitHub Action for everything now, isn't there? That's awesome. Um, but also Go. So I recently learned Go, actually. I, uh, I built and published okay. my first Go app out there in the community. So uh, you can go and peer review it and tell me all about my, my um, malfunctions in my code, Aaron. Uh, but because I know you're a massive fan of Go as well, right? So I'm a huge um, fan of Go. That's my favorite language. Maybe enjoy programming again in a whole new way. So I'm glad you're also Go for now. Yeah, it's awesome. It's your favorite language. It's now my favorite programming language. So um, tell me more about how people can use Playwright with Go and why they should do that. Fantastic. So to give some background, I'm not a front-end expert. I've been using Selenium and Python for years. Uh, I've also experienced with low-level protocols like the Chrome DevTools protocol. And these tools aren't just great for testing web apps. They're also great for working with the browser in lots of different contexts. So you may need some data out there. It may be hard to authenticate it against something in particular with curl. You might want to do some local automation on your dev box. Uh, you could be out there crawling and scraping public data sets that haven't had open APIs created for them yet, so you can expose them in a scalable and more accessible way. But I was very excited to discover Playwright Go, which is a library uh, developed by Max Schmidt, who goes by Maxi Banky on Twitter, uh, and also to learn that Max joined the Playwright team at Microsoft just a month ago. So Go is a great language for this type of automation. So with its concurrency features, it's great uh, support for building APIs and CLIs and robust libraries in the standard library across the cloud and, and other uh, complementary areas. So pairing Playwright with Playwright Go is useful for many different things. One is the uh, introductory examples. One of the introductory examples is scraping Hacker News, but there are others like it for downloading files, end-to-end -end testing uh, for a website, executing JavaScript in the browser, uh, emulating mobile uh, and geolocation, parallel scraping using a Go feature called a wait group, which is really good for managing your parallelism and so forth, as well as things like rendering a PDF of a website, taking a screenshot and recording a video, which are all things that could work into, say, a content workflow rather than necessarily a testing or even a data um, collection workflow of some kind. One of the things that really impressed me about this library, though, is the whole developer experience, so that I didn't actually need to do anything with Node uh, Node.js or the browsers themselves to use it. I just ran go get, uh, it set up everything for me, including Playwright. It downloaded the packages for three different browsers. And from that moment on, I was automating the browser in uh, pure Go. Awesome, love that. Sounds like there's way more than testing people can do with Go in this. So yeah, definitely check it out. And where can people go if they wanna go ahead and check out Playwright and Playwright Go? Yeah, fantastic. So we have a landing page at aka.ms slash hello-oss where you can learn more about the Playwright project. You can find all the links to the docs and so forth. Uh, you can find some of the ways uh, you can automate the browser with the Playwright Go library. And feel free to reach out if you're using Playwright or would like some pointers or anything like that. I'd really love to hear what people are hacking on. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us, Aaron, and sharing that with us. I'm sure people will check that out. I definitely am. Uh, let's bring Amy back onto the show. 
I was going to say, Dean, that's all we've got time for today. Um, so let's bring all of our guests back on the screen. So, yeah, there we go, the whole crew. A quick 10-second uh, reminder, everybody. Uh, we'll, we'll go around the room and just let people know where they can go and check out more around your particular seven. So we'll start with you, Navin, and the Build Cloud Skills Challenge. Where can people go and get involved? So the best thing, best thing people can do, aka.ms slash buildcsc, open, free, get in there. There's a week to go, lots of time. Um, yeah, and have some fun, learn something. It's great. Awesome, love that, absolutely love that. Uh, the Humans of Microsoft segment with Laurent was, was pre-recorded, but if you wanna check out more of those, there's a Humans of Microsoft segment here on Hello World every Wednesday. Uh, so go ahead and check that out. Uh, Jay, Azure Fun Bites. I've forgot the times already because I'm on the spot here. So you can just remind everybody again what time they can and date they can check out Azure Fun Bites. Sure, I'll throw a fastball of information at you tomorrow, Thursday, 11 a.m. in the West, 2 p.m. in the East, and then of course 7 p.m. Uh, British summertime. <laughs> Definitely British summertime here. And finally, right Aaron, here on Learn TV. You don't have right to go here. anywhere after Learn TV. Uh, after Hello World. After Hello World tomorrow, awesome. And Aaron, finally yourself, just where can people go to learn more around Playwright and Playwright Go? Fantastic. So you can go to aka.ms slash hello-oss, uh, where you've got the links to the project, you've got some samples there, and the Twitter accounts also for Playwright and uh, Max. I spotted that pun there, Aaron. You did it so gracefully. <laughs> Wonderful. So thank you all for joining us on this Wednesday show of Hello World. Tomorrow, April Edwards and Nitya will be joining us as our hosts. Um, and don't forget, don't go anywhere right now. Learn TV is 24 hours a day. And up next, you can configure backups at scale using Azure Policy. So don't touch anything. And we'll see you all soon. Thank you so Let's much. Let's go Nets. See you later.